Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Daytime for the Nightlife. I'm your co-host, Scott Simonson, uh, here to welcome you to this episode of uh, this production. We have two-thirds of low-key. We've got uh, all three members. we got Zach, Joe, and Kevin are currently on tour with Platte Hawaii in Colorado. I believe Fort Collins tonight and Cervantes in Denver tomorrow. Um, so without further ado, we'll just dive right into it. Um, we really enjoyed this episode, and we hope you do too. If you enjoy it, please give us a thumbs up and a like. If you do not enjoy it, thanks for trying it out, and um, we hope you come back sometime soon. Without further ado, low key. You don't know, now you know. <laughs> uh, so low key, you guys have been described as a blend of blues, funk, soul, with a dance floor baseline blend. Um, or glue that holds it all together. So if you're interested in any of those genres and you're looking for a new fusion of live instrumental and digital synthesized music, you've come to the right place with That's low it. key. You found it. Sounds good. Right here. So right there. a little bit about your guys' festy season. You guys uh, performed at North Coast, Electric Forest. Yep. I had an awesome set at the Chop Shop. What yeah. a legendary place. Did I see Reggie's on there as well? Yeah, Reggie's was in there somewhere earlier huh. this year. I think that was a like a partnership with Columbia. I think Columbia booked that out. It was like with CoFreshy. It was pretty good, pretty awesome. fun show. Yeah. Awesome. What's been your favorite venue in Chicago so far? It's a good one. I really like Chop Shop. Sound there is fantastic. To play or to, to go yeah. see music? Because that's two different things. I First think. to play, second to go see. Chop Shop probably is the best one to play at. Um, I don't know. Lincoln Hall was really fun too. They both have really good sound. Um, but yeah, I like Concord Music Hall a lot to go see music. It's one of my favorite places. Um, well, it's different for me. I'd say I'm, I like things like the Green Mill. I like jazz clubs like that and use jazz oh, clubs. Same. That's like, I like small, intimate venues. That's my sort That's of different, though. It's yeah, almost yeah. like a different game, you know, jazz club. But I do love that, though. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, you can never go wrong with, like, the Riv. Okay, so yeah, The Riv. Maybe we'll get to play there someday. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Shout out to The Riv. Hey. Shout out, are Riv. You the, are you from Chicago? Not originally, not me. Joe is. Yeah, I'm from, I grew up in the northwest suburbs. Moved out here. Which one specifically? Elk Grove Village. Tight. Hey, represent EGHS. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I'm Which a transplant. Terrible. I came from southern Indiana. Like, but I've been here for like eight years now, though, so it's the, home. The covered red, the covered bridge part of the state, and yes, wine. Yes, there are there are some of those. Other, I don't know about wine. There's mm. definitely a lot of rednecks. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, what can you tell us from growing up in a town that you grew up in? What were some things that you learned? Mm. Like why not to be a racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot and of those. Why? Uh, because it makes you a terrible human being. That's why. But yeah, I just grew up around a lot of like um, small-minded thinking, I guess, and coming to a big city really opens your perspective. How many, how many people were in the town you grew up in? You were telling me. I I don't really know the town. My high school had a hundred kids in my graduating class, so that's pretty small relatively, I think. Yeah, that's like how many people were in my gym class. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I don't know. It it definitely. I don't know, I'm still like a, a country boy at heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some some I still get on you. Some of the words you say like, I have to pay rent. Rant. <laughs> oh, I say like 
uh, like a small I say like a car wreck instead of a car crash and I think people like people's called me out for that before yeah um like I know a, what you mean though yeah so as a kid growing up were you did you know that these you know it was small like did you know that maybe you wanted more you know for yourself in your life definitely yeah. I was I was lucky because my brother is eight years older than me and he's like traveled the world and done all kinds of crazy shit. He like has worked on cruise ships and toured with Broadway shows and has like lived in Europe and all kinds of stuff. So he was out traveling the world when I was younger and I got to go visit him and see a lot of these places. So I got to see like the Caribbean and like got to come to like New York and different big cities and I knew like immediately second I stepped into like a metropolitan area I was like I am home now like this is where I need to be so I moved out pretty quick as soon as I got out of high school so what about city life excites you um all of it I mean the pace like the availability of everything like culture music culture it's all here opportunity in general like being able yeah just having being able to like have those like places to excel and like put yourself into something in the communities that are already there like there's nothing and like where I grew up there's like not a music venue in the town that I grew up in like it doesn't exist so like how could you do music there <laughs> so is are there people from you know your childhood your past that see you now and you're like they're like oh my god he's famous like he's out there he's doing it because yes yeah I mean <laughs> Sort of in in so many words, you know, and like not really like that because I'm not like we're not famous by any no, stretch no, of the no, imagination. No, but, no, but like in the scene, okay, there's certain things that you you get to, and it's like once you can check that off, like you've made it. Like I feel like playing big festivals, Electric Forest is one huge one. It's like if you're part of things like that, you've made it, and you can look at yourself and be like, yo, we've made accomplished a lot of goals that you know. Now they don't seem that that great just because it's, they're in your past. Like, you've yeah. done it already, but that's freaking huge. I think it depends on what it is. Like, when you talk about making it. Always it always changes. It, you know, it yeah. is always something different. It's always changing. Because, like, when you first start, you're like, oh, man, it is my dream to play Electric Forest. And then you play Electric Forest. You know, we play, like, a smaller stage. But then it's like, no, I want to play main stage at Electric Forest. You know, like, you're constantly building these. You're climbing up this totem pole. And, like, it's, I mean, that's what makes an artist, like, really, like, get into his own. So then this brings up a good point in, in discussion. Is it better to set goals that you can attain and then ex- and then expand those goals? Or is it be- better to al- always have that largest goal that where you're just constantly accomplishing different mile markers to get yeah. to it? I, it's for focus like the, and ambition It's kind of like the two, uh, the two whiteboards that we were talking about earlier. You have yeah. your short term in the one, then your long term for the other. And it's definitely like that with your goals. There's like things you could get done every day, every week, every month. And then there's like, as the years go by, there's other things that you're going to want to like eventually achieve. And that's kind of how we look at it. Right. Think. Like a good, a good example of the two whiteboards, like what we were talking earlier before the podcast started, we have two whiteboards in our studio and one is a small one that's right by my desk and then there's another one that's like over on the wall that's really big and the small one is for like immediate goals it's the checklist it's the way that you can constantly be evolving and like writing line items down like I need to do this I need to do that and this and this and you can check those off in a day you know and erase them and the big one is for like long-term goals and like initiatives and things that you're that you want to accomplish and like dreams and like like dates we have like a list of dates and I'll put dates on there that are like not even remotely true like 
dates that are like this venue, this promoter, this date, and I'll be like, this is gonna happen, and then I haven't even sent out a single email yet, you know. And then we'll send those emails and like manifest, that. and maybe the date changes, maybe the you know promoter changes or whatever, but it's at least a goal that you can like shoot for, you know. So you gotta have the long-term big picture dreams, and then you gotta have the checklist of shit that you can just get done right now. So you had brought up uh, sending out emails. What's the best form for uh, managing your correspondence, and how has that changed since you guys started playing together? Um, it's it's really confusing to navigate, to be honest with you, because like some promoters like to do Facebook Messenger, some promoters like to do email, some will just call you or text you or whatever, and it's like it's almost like you're always trying to appease the other person and you're trying to do what is most comfortable for them. And like, I know some promoters in the scene that like won't even respond to you about business on Facebook messenger, but I know some that will like only talk to you that way. So it's like, it just depends. You got to know your audience, I guess, and how you're communicating. But that makes it complicated to keep track of all this shit. Because then you're like, three months later when the show's coming up, you're like, shit, did he email that to me or text it or was it on message? And email I is always the safest bet. Yeah, email's yeah. easiest. Yeah. That's kind of like the, the status quo. It's For just sure. Like every, everything business-wise done is basically email is just it's the safest bad way i hate i personally hate emailing i don't like the way gmail is like laid out and it's so confusing to it's me it's like the thing you just last said now it's at the uh -huh. bottom i'm like what was i know <laughs> it's like it's like a maze i'm trying to navigate through i i, I hate it I, I always like delegate that off to other people i've never been a very like kind of like marketing business minded person like that i'm i just like doing the music for sure so you have those roles defined Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not really defined. We just sort of fall into yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's definitely better at the at the the emailing and, and messaging thing with other promoters. And yeah, yeah. We all kind of fall into our own roles with. with I'm. I was like losing touch with making music for a while because like we, we I was grinding so hard on the business side of things and like doing all this emailing. By the time I was done with that, it was just spent, and I wanted to like go to sleep or whatever. And I was like. Looking back at a certain point, I was like, holy shit, I just went like two months and didn't make a single track or touch anything. And I was like, oh my God. But like, that's what's great about being in a team is because like these guys are grinding on other things that I'm not and I'm grinding on mm -hmm. things that they aren't. And then we meet up in the middle. But shout out Marcus Martino because yeah. he just joined us this past year as a manager and like it's freed up so much of my time. Like he's crushing it for us and I'm able to like get back and like get in the studio and make music again. So it's like really refreshing. Oh, that's awesome. What's coming up for you guys that you want to talk about? Um, a few things. Uh, I think the next uh, show that we have coming up is in Moline, Illinois on November 22nd, which I've been told is called Blackout Wednesday there and is apparently a very big party. <laughs> All over the U.S. Oh, Blackout is that it? I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I spend time with my yeah, family on Thanksgiving not <laughs> get hammered. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's only a Midwest thing, but like... Maybe. No, I've heard of that heard and of that? I did that. But. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be interesting playing that out in Moline and then I have to go to my grandma's house <laughs> the next by day. Lake Geneva, Wisconsin the next yeah. day. So is that event so called Digital Notation? It is indeed. Correct. Yeah. You know, awesome. I should have probably said that. No, Digital <laughs> Notation. Uh, who's the promoter for that group? Uh, that's the Trip Brothers. Uh, nice. Sean Trip and um, yeah, I'm totally blanking on his brother's name right now. Sean and Sean's brother. But Sean the Trip Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah Trip yeah. Brothers. Trip awesome. Brothers. They're dope dudes. Thrown down in Moline. Yeah. Talk or, about that. Like we can start cities. that and now just like uh, go into the show and like if you want to give them a shout out, like thanks for booking us. Like, yeah, we've, we've actually played it before. Yeah. Uh, Digital Notation. We played one of the earlier ones and 
it was awesome, really fun. I think we did direct support for Kill OG. Were you playing with us then? No, I was not. Oh, shit. I've yeah. never played in Moline before. Oh, oh here it goes. Dude, Iowa gets down. We were out there at 515 Alive, and oh, man, you guys were there too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a fun time. Um, I'm really excited to talk about festivals and all that stuff. What is uh, What are the top three festivals you've played? Starting with three, then two, and then your number one best fest. Okay. Uh, you got to kick that off. Yeah, it's... It'll be an interesting response because I haven't played as much festivals with them, but I would say um, the I would well start with one. What was the best yeah. one ever? The, the best well, so the best one is is personally the best for me because it was a very crazy weekend. It's actually the first time I ever played with Loki, and I oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. What what was the name of that festival? Um, Backwoods Backwoods, Backwoods yeah. Music Festival in Stroud, Oklahoma. Ugh. I came with them as like a you know a plus one you know I'm just like good friends with all of them. Um, the keyboard player Kevin, he uh, we used to be roommates, so you know. I, I think this needs backstory first. So we started with uh, me and another buddy of mine, Derek, and added it was me and Derek at first, and then later like we added Kevin to, on keys, who's not here right now, unfortunately, no, but. He's here in spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then Derek this past year decided to step away, and Joe has taken his place as the guitar player and co producer on a lot of the music. And um, yeah, so that's the backstory yeah, of this. Yeah. But before all that happened, back when it was just me, Derek, and Kevin, this is when we played Backwoods. So there's two generations, kind of. There's sort yeah, of it's, it's um, Loki Gen 1, Loki Gen 2. Yeah, it's kind of blossoming into, it, yeah. into a new sort of, sort of thing. We are currently our live set. All but three of the songs are currently, it's all unreleased music. So our entire, we, we've made, what, 15, 20 new songs in the at past, like, eight, six months. We've been, we've been grinding pretty hard yeah. making new music. So we got a bunch of new music coming out. Uh, um, yeah, it's definitely, and it's, it's low-key's kind of blossoming into a, a new kind of thing. Same, it's the same sound, but just, you know, it's... Evolved. It's evolved, evolved, yeah. We're getting, I think, the best way to describe the differences now is, like, we're getting more into, like, jammy stuff. Like... We're embracing our inner jam band mm-hmm. and like kind of. Yes, yes. I, I I them. really love to play guitar. So um, and he's really badass at I'm it. Really, <laughs> I'm really just trying to like hone in on that a lot and like making like yeah just like guitar driven stuff. Being able to seamlessly go in and out of like just really cool just like Lotus kind of talk. Lotus vibes. Yes. <laughs> that whole Lotus kind of vibes. sound of being able to like segue and just blend into you know like heavier like Grizz you know the floozies like they're just like seamlessly kind of just like go in and out of the two and like have the ability to do it live and and being able to almost like kind of like live improv it all and really I, I like you know like I love the idea of like open format sets because like every electronic music producer they already know every song that they're gonna be playing in every set or a lot of the times they're just pre-mixed sets <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not gonna but, say any uh, names. I'm not gonna say any names but um <laughs> Yeah, but we like to be able to just very loosely, like, we'll even talk to each other, be like, yo, yo, like, keep playing, like, loop, loop that section again, I'm going to keep soloing or whatever. Like, we right. have that ability up on stage to just, like, just, like, go and just, like, let it happen. If people are vibing it, we're feeling it, you know, we can just, like, make it all happen. And a, and a big difference, like, on the technical end of what we do versus what a lot of DJs do, and this, it's not to say one's better or worse, it's just different things. Like, a lot of DJs are playing tracks, so they'll play a track. 
and then they'll queue up another track and they'll mix into it and that's just like one file into one file and back and forth that way and that's fine that's like a, a certain way of performing but what we do is stem sets which means i have ableton running live on stage and i've got access to different parts of the uh of the arrangement so i've got the drums here and like the bass here and like synths here and, and it's all separate and I'm playing them, I've got access to like different timeline, like parts on the timeline of the song, each song. So like I can play the drums from this track with the bass of that track and like the drop synth of that track, you know what I mean? I can like mix all these things together and like do these like live arrangements. And that's what gives us a lot of flexibility yeah, with these no, guys. No two sets sound the same. Ever. Right. Because okay. I can just cut, like we can be playing a track that we've made in the studio and I can just pull out the synths and like pull out the samples and let the bass and drums ride and let these guys jam on it and like do like something completely new that we've never heard before and we've never mm -hmm. done and then like I can start bringing back in the samples of the next thing and like mix in and so it gives us a lot of um, ability to kind of jam and like loop stuff and yeah, no, no two sets will ever sound the same even if it's the same set list even yeah. if we did it exactly the same order like it would not be anywhere near the same set well that's a testament why you gotta go see it live why yeah. you can't be like oh i like their music but i hear it you know yeah. here at my house or something it's something in completely different <laughs> we get that a lot from fans is they'll they'll say like you know i liked you guys on soundcloud or that's why i came but like the, like live was something totally different yeah. like that was crazy like and it's it's interesting to hear that because i don't know we don't really get to see our live sets <laughs> we just kind of experience <laughs> them from a different way yeah. oh wow yeah super cool we've never recorded a live set i know we've been talking about doing that <sighs> we need, we to. need to we definitely need to definitely need to so well, backwards? Oh is yeah, yeah. Oh, we have <laughs> Where were we? Wow. Run the train back. But um, so I, I I came with them to to Oklahoma. It was a great time. Amazing festival. The artist hospitality was great there. In ground pool with like beer, like pool side Salt water taps. pool. Yeah, salt water. That's pool. tight. It was, yeah. it was 100 degrees every day. There it was so hot. The pool was essential. I would have yeah, died. Without it, oh it. yeah, it was very essential. But. It was Sunday morning. They were or Sunday afternoon. They were scheduled to play at one one p.m. Good day set in like this like big cool, barn, like, like barn, barn. Like, it's like the Red Barn at summer camp. Yeah, kinda. yeah. It's basically like yeah, Red Barn at summer camp, sort of style. And um, me and Kevin, we decided to eat mushrooms the night before. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> talking about psychedelics, you know. Um, so yeah, we we. Uh, they were expanding their minds. Dude, mushrooms are tight. I told my mom yeah. that I mm -hmm. ate them. They're fantastic. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful straight. tool. My mom would love to hear this story. <laughs> no, I've actually already told her. Come yeah. on, the cosmonauts so we, Yeah, so me and Kevin, we, we ate some mushrooms the night before, and we were just, like, hanging out, having a good time. We literally, like, 15 minutes into eating them. We're, all, we're hanging out by the campsite, and then all of a sudden, I just see Zach wide-eyed running up to us, and he's like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. I was like, what, dude? What happened? He's like, dude, Derek broke his leg. I was like, what? I was like, okay, like, I'm thinking just like, you know, like, ah, fuck, I broke my leg, and like, he'll be okay. Yeah. Like, he could maybe even stay at the festival yeah. still, but like, you know, like, uh -uh. but he had a freak accident and literally broke his leg through the skin, just like, literally like, multiple fracture. multiple fracture. Like, it was like, his skin was ripped open. On a, on a freak accident. This is the worst it was, thing that can happen when you're 15 yeah. minutes so in. Me and, yeah. yeah, yeah, me and, me and Derek, we drank well, he, Derek, Derek wasn't, Derek didn't eat the mushrooms. No, no, okay. Derek didn't. He was, but still, to be yeah. around it. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so that was the crazy thing. Is like we had just seen the mushrooms, and he tells us, he's like, dude, he's got to rush like, to the hospital. Oh, and then, like, oh, and then he looks at me, he's like, he's like, 
you're going to have to play tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> all right. I was like, we didn't shit. know what was going to happen yeah, at first. Like, like, we're all like freaking out. And then like, we're going to like, we're going to have to go to the hospital tonight. And like, no, they we, did. we're all drunk. We just take mushrooms. Wait, we can't... you didn't go to the festival to play the festival. No, no, he no, was there I as was our just, guest. I was like a plus one. And Derek was playing guitar at that time. For... <laughs> but then he broke his leg the night the before. The night before. So set. then they're like, tomorrow, you're going to have to play the set. That kind of like, got decided later. Like, I didn't really know. Like, none of us knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, true. Because originally like, you're talking with, uh, what's his name, from Chichuba. Yeah, well, we were just. Chichuba. Anyway. Great band. On. We were Shout hoping out. that Derek would be able to. Shout out like, Sean Robert. Yeah, Sean Robert's a G. What that guy? Okay, so he broke his leg. Yeah, like completely. Like I saw, like I Worst saw him in I've the back seen. of the ambulance, like drive by. I didn't see it because I was at the campsite. But then, like me and Kevin are freaking out, and we were just like talking. And I was like, man, like we just had like an insane night. It felt like a movie. It was it was crazy. And I was just like thinking, like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to play with them tomorrow. So like the next morning, I, I like, got up, like ran over the set, like write, wrote down the keys, and like switched his guitar strings over and like played a set with them. And like it was. Really fun. It was awesome. It was just like it, it felt so, supernatural. Packed out in there because it was so hot. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking that like, oh, 1 p.m. We're gonna have a low turnout or whatever. But it was like 110 degrees, and we had the only air conditioned venue, so everyone yeah, was worked inside. out very well. Winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Every every time we think that like if we're playing like an earlier set, we're always like, man, there's gonna be no one there. But every time we've thought that, it's been like completely packed. That's artist insecurity right there. Yeah, for right. You. Maybe like, we need to start thinking show. that more often. No one's gonna come. Like we we did. <laughs> That we played uh, second support for Liquid Stranger and Space Jesus. Whoa! At, um, That's tight. <laughs> at, it was at the uh, what's that place called? Um, the in Bloomington or Normal, Indiana, some, the yeah. Castle Theater. Castle Theater. And it's like really a cool 900 place. cap. And a lot like, of rails to ride. We knew it was like it was probably gonna sell out. Yo. And like we were playing earlier, you know, so we were like, Fuck, no one's gonna be here. It's gonna suck. <laughs> and we were like. Why would we think that? Like we played for 850 people. It was insane. Yeah, like, it, was, it was it was bonkers. It was sold out but. and it was packed by like 6 o'clock. It was yeah. crazy. I've never seen people come out to a show that early. That was one of the first shows that I like saw like an entire rail of people like rail riding to our music. I was, was like funny. there was this is cool. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. I, I walk into the venue with them. I still wasn't playing with them yet. But I walk in the venue and there's just like every like like 30 feet, 40 feet, there's like just like another like set of rails. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many rails. Oh, so we filmed like Snapchat videos in there, like yeah. ride every rail. Like, like we all picked around. a rail and we're just like, <laughs> when it was empty, like the venue was just empty. It was just like five of us in there. That's, so Regina actually just filled me in on some of the rail habits that can exist. Oh, like how Bass Nectar fans. Oh yeah. my god. I saw, I saw a lot of videos from Lost Lands of like, the rail riding going on. It's, it's, a, it's a phenomenon, it's I must say. It's, it's a phenomenon. I, I appreciate it. From a performance, from a performer standpoint, like when I look out there and everyone's going crazy, I'm like, that's cool. I'm feeding off that. But like as a human, I look at it and I'm kind of like, I how do you enjoy? Like, <laughs> when I go to a concert, like I, you know, I want to watch the music and I like to groove and dance and I get down like anyone, but like it doesn't look enjoyable. No, like just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's their expression. It's yeah, you know, it's it's, like, it's a. It's, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Some people it's go real vibe. hardcore like that, like at the boxing gym, like, yeah, you know, that's what they're fucking hey, right. doing. I know, that, that, that's their time to, you know, let it all let out, it and that's out. awesome. I mean, yeah. music is the number one thing that can make you do that, so I, as well. I also never got moshing, though, and like... Oh, I, oh, I was all about that. I, I know a lot of kids that were, and, you know, it's cool. Like I said, to each their own, do you. But I got like stuck in a mosh pit recently. Not recently. A couple of years ago, I went to Warp Tour for some it's reason. It's still too soon. 
it too much. I was just like, I got caught up front and I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. Why are you punching each other? I don't get the it. Warped Tour, is that still sponsored by Vans? Yeah. 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 Oh Dude, my they're goodness. like 20 years strong with that. It's definitely it's really wild. Wow. That was like a first, blast from the past. Definitely the first music festival tour that I had heard of. Yeah, me too. It was like early Blink one. 182. <laughs> <laughs> Real Big Fish. Yeah. Atticus Finch was the, yeah, playing Finch. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like Vans Warped Tour and Lollapalooza were like some of the first acts to like take stuff on the road <laughs> and like uh, do like, like multiple, a traveling, yeah, like traveling type festival type thing. So one thing that I saw in someone's social media, it, it, it percolated into the band pages, but Nikes and a fascination with Nikes. Nikes. Who is this? Who's most likely to be the snooker sneaker head in? I think it's probably Murphy. me and Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, first and foremost, probably then me and Joe kind of. Yeah, we both. Like I, lo- I love shoes. I'm yeah. wearing Nikes right now. Shout Don't out you have Nikes. some Yeezys? <laughs> I used to. Yeah, but. Um, you know you like sneakers if you pay three hundred fifty dollars for a pair of Yeezy Boosts. <laughs> <Whoa>. Definitely. <laughs> um, I like comfortable shoes. You know, I'm same. I skateboard too, so I just buy skateboarding shoes that get trashed all the time. Shout out to skateboarding. Uh, Jeff Alberts was a beat producer, and um, well, he had hooked us up with this hat from Huff Skateboards because he Huff throws them. That's Oof. tight. It's um, Hoof. Is that Oof. how you say it? Well, their last name is Hoofnagel. Yeah, yeah Hoofnagel. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Hood the Hoof and Angles. Yeah, uh, still rocking this hat. Nice, that's but a dope hat. From here, I don't know. Skateboarding's dope. Skateboarding's Four wheels. Dope. This awesome. guy's a skateboarder. Yeah, long time. I don't skate as much as I'd like to anymore. But I I've can't. Been, I've been getting back into it a bit lately. My my buddy Steve has been taking me out a bunch, and we've been. We've Do you been ride with Tyler there. much? Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Tyler will will skate from time to time. Word word. His knees a little thrash now. But... Yeah, shout out Tyler Thompson. Yeah, Inverse Universe. Inverse Universe out. fam. Reverb.com fam. <laughs> this industry is so connected. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite Definitely. things of this podcast is seeing, like, I feel like my life is just realizing, like, whoa, all my friends are friends. Like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you guys know each other? What? That, the it's six like, degrees of separation, but it's even less with this. It's uh, like two degrees. In a yeah, city yeah. like this, for yeah. sure. Like, it's tight knit scene. I mean, it's compartmentalized, but it's still everybody knows everyone. Mm-hmm. I find it weird when you, like, meet someone new. And then you start talking and you're like, oh, yeah, I went to this festival. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, th- I went to this set. Oh, me too. Right. I was standing right here. Like, I was standing right there too. Like, you I was were right with next blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was like, too. And you're like, wait. And you're like, oh, wait, you were friends with my friend and you were right there. And like, I didn't even know you, but now I do. That's yeah. weird. That's it's awesome. Crazy. It's, I feel, this scene, I feel like, is either you understand it to your core and like, it's what drives you, or you're like, eh, I don't get it. You know? Yeah. Those yeah. kind of people can just go get nine to fives and they'll be fine with that. I don't know. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely enough turnover and enough people coming in every year mm-hmm. finding yeah. a new passion in it. Yeah. Right. It's always new kids. It's like always young, younger and younger kids every year I see it. Maybe it's just because I'm getting You're getting older. older. You're just getting older. older. <laughs> I'm getting there's, older there's... and they just keep staying the same age. <laughs> I feel like they're getting younger though. Like I'm like literally. No, you're no, getting older. Like yeah, that. it's true. I saw yeah. an elementary school the other day. I was like, Whoa! Yeah, you guys are even babies. Wait, no, it was a college campus. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a no. That, that's old. a sign. That's <laughs> it. No, we were Here's at uh, in Urbana, the Canopy Club. Uh, I was just there too. What were you there for? Uh, Russ Lakewood, Taz. Oh, okay. yeah. I was. That was, was there the night before for Manic Focus. Oh, tight. Yeah, yeah we stalked Russ Lakewood for an interview, and he was real nice about it. No, their whole fun. crew was like. Russ is a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, they were awesome. I was a big fan of that. 
that whole yeah. thing. Because how me and Scott do our shit is like, <laughs> sometimes I reach out beforehand, sometimes I don't. Ambush like, interview. You know, like sometimes it's easier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's usually... <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. 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 <laughs> Really Can you tell are. me a time that it blew up in your face? Do you know oh my God. any in particular? The first half mm-hmm. of the Russ Liquid test interview. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so cool about it. Like everybody who was not cool with it was like the people that keep yeah. like, the order. The Van management. management. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they gotta do. I they know, gotta be the bulldog. But then he was like, Of course I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what see. That's what management's great for. They get to be the asshole while you get to be the happy-go-lucky artist. So you're like, hey, it's all good, man. And your manager's like, fuck you, fuck you. No, I understand. Like, you got an email and shit, but email sucks. So it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So on to some topical uh, media here. Wait, topic. I want to talk about Forest first. First? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, we haven't even gotten it. into our number two and number three yeah. festivals oh, We just yet. said number one. We got, we got number one. For me, it was that's that. It just holds a special place in my heart it's... because. Can Forest well, be number two and three? Because we did both weekends. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> There's two and three. Yeah. That was a wild time. Forest was very interesting. Yeah. Super. It was taxing on our bodies, oh, mind, and man. spirit. <laughs> How long were you there? We just talked about like, like two the full first weeks. day that you got there and just like walk us through it. We were there for like we two, got there Tuesday, two weeks. the yeah. Tuesday before it started to, to set up because we brought sound to the Grand Artigue stage and we we were uh, running A1's production there. Yeah, yeah. We were in production there. That's tight. That was Had audio cool. engineers Will you for the stage. That? Like, What's up? Talk about like what that means to be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, it's a lot of stress i mean we had like if you don't if you fail the whole show fails and that's not fun we were we were the sound guys you know we we were 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 up in up in the booth running the sound that's a legit stage too yeah that's my favorite stage i think out of the whole honestly and everyone that came there like all of my friends over there they'd stop by see me like dude this place is incredible i didn't know about this and i was like yeah like we'll tell everybody about it because it's like and it's just growing and growing too it's getting it's getting bigger there's like Last year or this this year, we booked like a bunch of really big acts that was like bigger than before, and like we brought they they told us the people that run it there, the Grand Artique, they said that it was hands down the best sound and best lighting they have ever had. Yeah, shout out the like, Grand Artique. Yeah, Ian Xavier. We'll be there next G. year too. I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, it, it, I mean, it was 16 hours every day. Me and this kid were grinding, doing 30 minute changeovers, like rerouting, like. You know, because every band's different. So yeah. like every, the band shows up and they're like, all right, we got five keyboards and six vocal mics and a drum kit and the, all these samplers. And we're just like, oh, well, we have to make it work. We'll plug all this shit in. Here we go. So you just <laughs> no, run it. It was, it was intense. It was so much fun, though. And it was like really relaxed. And like by the by the second weekend, like we both had it so dialed in because it was a lot of the same acts too. the second weekend that I ended yeah. up playing, which was very convenient for we us. Like, we save their knew. profiles on yeah. the console and like yeah. just pull it up. We already knew like what everybody needed and I was more comfortable with it i I've, I've ran sound before but never to like that extreme of an extent because like that was even that, that was that would even be difficult for a person that's done it yeah that was years. A, it was a, a that was really my first like official time ever like running like sound like and on sunday i did it by myself the whole day which was pretty dope too yeah but it was it. It, it was just so much fun like Modest Yahoo came through. Oh, he's amazing. That he, guy was so cool. He had like cool. a super jam at our stage, and it was the, the drummer was like from Talk. Kofreshi was in Eric on it. Eric Krasno was playing guitar. Um, fucking, oh, who else was there? Uh, the drummer from Talk. Drummer from Talk. Who rapped as well. That was amazing to see. 
Yeah. Um, That's tar- like incredible. Sorry. I just yeah. like, first of all, all you got to say is modest guy. Like, <laughs> what? That's- and Patrick Riley from Manic Focus sat in on Amazing that too. Amazing guitarist. Yeah. He guitar killed player. it on guitar when you he played He was crushing. Like, even the guitar player from Modest Yahoo had his pedal board there and everything, and Patrick was playing his guitar. And the guy was like, wait, how did you get him to do How did you do that? How did you make that sound? He was, like, making all this Drummer from shit. Lotus came by, did some percussion as well. That was yeah, pretty that cool. Was sick. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy experience. That's insane. And it was, like, two weeks so straight of that. you got there before, set that shit up, or yep. what? Yeah, yeah set we set up, up a line array sound system and everything. Meyer, and shout out John Meyer sound shout system. Shout out Meyer sound. Shout out SPL, who um, are my homies that own it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then by Thursday, we had everything up and running and ready to go. And we were there till Sunday. We left everything, just kind of tarped it all. I came back to Chicago, met up with my my manager for my solo project. And then we went to the intersection with Ganja White. Where I met up with you. Yeah, where he met up with us. Yeah, shout out Ganja White Night. That was Chad in between. Yeah, in between, we went to the intersection in Grand Rapids. That was the Wednesday right before. It was Electric like our Forest two days segment. off, and we're like, what should we do on our two days off? <laughs> Go oh, to yeah, show! party at a show. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> went back to the second sense. weekend, and it was, you know, pretty much the same thing all over again. Yeah. And which one went better for the, you? The first, okay, so the, the first weekend, they sold it out. They're, like, I was talking to one of the heads of Electric Forest. He said, all said and done with everybody there, staff, artists. Whole weekend, there's like 160,000 people. No there. way. Yep. I, That's how many people it came was, through. It was like, 55,000 the first the first weekend. Was uh-uh. how many tickets they sold? It was. I'm talking like all the staff, all the artists, because a bunch of artists came in left with management. Everyone on guest list. Total people that like, came through that first weekend, 160,000 people, which That's is crazy. crazy. I've, over all the days, like, yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. And see that. the second weekend was half. I think it was even a little less than, like, they sold less than half the tickets. The first weekend was insane. Like, especially when Autograph played at the Grand Artique, there was, like, that people was climbing up in the trees. It was there crazy. Was, <laughs> have you guys seen the Grand Artique at Electric Forest? You have? you have photos. Yeah. There, yeah, there's, like, trees everywhere and, like, all this crazy, like, treehouse shit. And, like, I just remember we were up, our sound booth was, like, up in this little treehouse thing. And we were sitting there. I just remember, like, something like bopping me on the head and I, I was like what the hell and I like look up and there's like bro- like bark falling off the tree and I, and I look over the roof and there's just all these like wooks hanging off the trees <laughs> and the rafters and there was I mean it was packed there was like hundreds and hundreds of people just in this tiny little area and I was like oh my god this is nuts it was it was nuts it was so packed like that was that was probably the highlight of the first weekend for me personally was when autograph it was just like crazy it was just a party everyone yeah. was just going insane you were at the golf clap set right at our stage yeah yeah, oh, yeah. the golf clap set the uh, i think the first weekend, that was really fun that went off it was like during the day oh, that was, sec- that was second weekend i think second weekend mm-hmm. yeah what an amazingly curated lineup like yeah. everyone who you just said is like all my favorites <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. my favorites it was it was it was cool it was it's an experience I won't soon forget. So yeah. you were involved in the building of the stage, like the creating of the stage? No, or? so the the Grand Artique is like a an artist collective like company basically that that builds it, and they're amazing. They're amazing carpenters and artists that are putting it together. They work tirelessly. They have a huge team, and they are out there building up until like the final hours. Yeah, like they they really <clears throat> put in crazy amounts of work, and they add on to it every year. So it's like it's a permanent install. So they build it and like. Then it stays there, and then the next year they come back with more supplies and like add on rooms and like walls and build things bigger. And I don't know, it's, it's just a huge really treehouse. Cool. It's huge. crazy because so. I've been to Forest and I've never been there. Like, it's called I the Trading Post. It's like 
The Grand Artique Trading Post. There's a big Weird. sign out front that says the Trading Post. Whoa, now I just got like, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. And then there's a stage behind it. So there's like this whole Trading Post building where you go in and it's like, they have all these little trinkets everywhere. It's like everywhere, there's little things. And you can go in there and bring something and go up to the counter and be like, I'll trade you this. Like, what can I get? And like, you can trade for, the, I don't know, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's The whole concept of it is, it's just like, it's a really awesome concept because it's kind of like the whole like trading and bartering system. And I feel like festivals are kind of like that whole kind of vibe where everyone's like, oh, I'll give right? you this for this. Yeah. And it's like a community for like a weekend, you know? And it, they really like hold true to that sort of vibe. And like a lot of people like, really remember that when they go there like everyone that's been there is just like this is like one of the coolest parts of forest i've ever seen right yeah it really is man it's uh it's an interesting little community there but yeah that was probably i think that's got to be two and three right i mean weekend one and then weekend two <clears throat> i don't know we can do better than that number three <laughs> i mean five one five summer summer camp this year we, that was we, I. we weren't we weren't on the official lineup but we played at the grassroots tent and it was really fun. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy sound system or any like crazy stage or anything, but we had a good time and like being there for the weekend is like that's my home. I love summer camp. It's like my the first festival I ever went to, so um, that was a good one too. No, actually, well, no, <laughs> no. I was gonna say uh, I really liked Infrasound. Equinox. I mean, we, yeah, we, we kind of got. We kind of Sorry, got... we went to Infrasound since the beginning. Like, yeah, that's, that's your that's your fam, huh? Well, well, yeah, I gotta say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, one hundred. Uh, uh, Camp NCN, man, like it's a strange place. Oh, Camp NCN. Like is that, that, is that the Black River Falls? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's so, the, the nudist place. colony or whatever the hell it is. I find myself, I like battling my deepest like demons. Probably like the LSD has something to do with it. But, like, <laughs> always it's like, all right, as a human being, I can get over this. Like I can, like, I don't know. It's like you have to confront your deepest fears while you're there. At least for me, I was like, geez. Yeah, yeah it's a very heavy place. I'm really the happy to hear that they the changed energy. the venue. Oh, yeah. Cause it, is it back there? Is that no, it's at a new place. No, 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 no. no. Highbridge Hill is way up north by Lake yeah. Superior. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. Which I don't know the story behind that, but. I do. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Regina has, Regina got her start at Pepperidge. Yeah, uh, Highbridge. Highbridge. Um, I almost said Pepperidge, Pepperidge Farms. Farms. I heard that. Pepperidge Farms. <laughs> Stuff my face with Pepperidge Farms. Pepperidge Farms remembers. That was her first um, vending yeah, first place for, ever it as was, an artist yeah, and a live painter. Amazing. Paisley nice. Nicole, who's like my like festive magic fairy godmother. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I love her. Um, but I was finishing up school at UW Madison, and my parents, being the amazing, generous people that they are said, like, what do you want as your gift? And I was like, I want a vendor booth at a music festival. <laughs> and being Trillium oh. Connect, um, it was a first year fest with a crazy lineup, like way too big for a first year fest, which is why everything went down the way it did. But they've like evolved into like infrasound uh -huh. and like all that amazing, you know, energy that is like the Minneapolis, like right, scene, scene up there. It's crazy. I feel like you have, I'm segueing, like you have like, Twin Cities, Minneapolis, then you have like Milwaukee, Brew City Bays, and then you have like Chicago. Yeah, for sure. 
Milwaukee, I mean, Minneapolis is turning into a really big scene up it's there. It's crazy. It has. Like, Skyway Theater up there? It's, it's, I mean, it's yeah, blown up. I mean, huge. in the past, like, five years, probably, it's just, like, really blown up. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the past five um, years. I remember... I had... The Twin had, Cities dubstep guys are yeah. crushing it up there. Yeah. I had the best... Because of this woman, I had the best New Year's Eve of my life in it Minneapolis. Like it was awesome. Wookie so who performed? <laughs> so Wookie Foot um, was headlining... Um, that heat box, a heat boxer. Yeah, heat box. Heat box. And that one um, guy. That one guy. That one guy who had that one guy in the magic pipe. Mm -hmm. So he made his own instrument with all these different plugins, and it's got. Is he a part of the Fungineers? It sounds like he. Yeah, might as well be. I could be wrong. It's like a crazy. Yeah, he like made his own instrument. It's like this huge thing, and it's like he hits it. It's got strings. It's got a horn component to it. All but one with one guy. Okay, and it, okay. but um, that one guy, that whole guy. set <laughs> built in. What was the name? Caboose. Yeah, it was at it was the Caboose, Caboose, which is the venue up there. It's pretty tight. Like the way that this, the whole show built up from opener to opener to what would Looking you call the middle per- direct support or oh, second support? It was it was phenomenal. Yeah, and then perfect for build, huh? all, and then for Wookie Foot to end with awesome. or not end, but to like hit. All together, their track all together we after midnight. We may not midnight. have it all together, but together we have it all. Oh, oh it was such a great show. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mind-bending yeah, show. Yeah. For sure. And but. I was painting there, and that's always fun. I mean, no one wants to hear that shit. And I, I was sharing my talent, and it was really fun. Like, no one wants to hear that shit, but, like, it's incredible. <laughs> Nobody cares about my talents. <laughs> but it was, it's awesome. It's always... It's, it's always fun. You guys get it. Like that's yeah. why we do that shit. Cause it's sure. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Feed some some part of your soul. Yeah. Definitely. The funniest part about that experience was after. So it's Minnesotans go hard. They should get some credit for believe it. surviving the winters. Shorts in like negative twenty degrees. <laughs> so like, cold. So crazy. Cold. I complain about Chicago, and then I'm like, I've been there a couple times in winter. And I'm like, Ugh. like I'll breathe in through my nose, like my nostrils stick yeah. together, and it's like, it's like only November. <laughs> Yeah, even even Milwaukeeans go hard like that. Via Jason oh, yeah. Jason from Platte, Hawaii, we're drinking booze at like noon a, a, the other day in Milwaukee under some space heaters outside. <laughs> it, it's okay, we can still do it. Well, you've seen the pedicabs in Milwaukee, right? Like the the no. bicycle. The bicycle. Oh, I think I have. Yeah. So that same New Year's at two in the morning in Minneapolis, there was still one bicycle, not just out. Uh, so let me correct myself. There was one pedicab out driving around. With customers, so wow. not only was the the worker that hard, but the the, the patron was killing it. Like, and screw it, was it. Like negative sixteen, oh. still snowing. So New Year's Eve, so it's terrible. Hey, Minnesotans it's nice go out. Let's just take a pedicab. <laughs> <laughs> nuts, and they weren't small people. <laughs> so it was a hard the, work. <laughs> so the pedicab, he's not cold at all. He was just sweating. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think Minnesota should definitely get some credit for what they're doing up there, both for the music scene and just going hard in the winter. For sure. But fuck the Vikings, if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're going to get some enemies doing yeah, that. Right. That's all right. <laughs> bring it on. Be- better than saying fuck the Shout Bears. Shout out Minnesota Timberwolves, though. They got my boy Jimmy Butler, so... I got to show some support. Yeah, Wisconsin can't fight on that. We have no NHL team. Wait, no. um, 
There's Wait, no the one. Admirals, Milwaukee Admirals. Is that like NHL? That's not NHL. Dude, the Admirals are like really cool. They're the coolest. Sorry, I grew up in Milwaukee. I'm a Milwaukee kid, so like the Bradley Center is like. That's, it's not even called that anymore, and it, I think they built a new one. Was that like, the Milwaukee Center? No. Yes, now it's the that's Milwaukee That's where Freaky Deaky was. That was awesome. No, that was the Wisconsin Center. Oh, yeah. yeah, my bad. Let's talk about Freaky Deaky. You guys were up there. We got to have Alex Martinelli as a guest on our show very recently. Definitely. How was that experience? That was, it was crazy. Joe Joe didn't go. I was uh, in spirit. Yeah, he was, in, he was there in my heart, but um, I had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. Um the first night was incredible. Grizz, I feel like he just levels up his performance. Him and Muzzy, they just get better and better every time I see him. So that's always a good time. But like 10,000 people packed into that place that's not used to having rave. <laughs> they just... Could you tell? What, was the staff a little bit on edge or were they um, excited? I, the security handled it really well. Um, and the bar staff, bless their hearts, I don't think they had ever seen that many like <laughs> raging drunk kids that wanted alcohol and they want it now. So there was like some pretty big lines at the bar. And, um, but other than that, it was really well handled. And I don't think there was any incidences. There's no issues. I don't... <laughs> think there was any crazy like really overdoses good. or anything. I love anything. hearing that. Yeah, I mean, not that I saw. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. on like the, you know, the event. Front lines. The front lines. Yeah. I didn't see anything weird going down. Like it was all good vibes everywhere. So tight. Yeah. Good to hear. You think nice. it would happen there again? I hope. I think. I know there's some people trying to stir up some shit out there, but I, you know. Of course. I believe in, I believe in React and Brew City Base. I think they can pull it off there again. So the hometown heroes yeah yeah that that was where we learned you know about this world uh, mm-hmm. yeah just, milwaukee yeah because we met in madison the miramar yeah. the mar the that's mar. oh in terms of favorite venues to play at that's one of them yeah I that place is incredible i i went there like every month like like every like there was a point i think it was like last year two years ago i literally went there every month from like july august september october november like it was just like another show i just loved going there it was so much fun i just like I, sure. I love milwaukee i would i would live in milwaukee if it was like not so cold and small it <laughs> is tiny man it is like oh, it's it was... like a baby chicago mm-hmm. it is and they have the same street names and everything it does. very true very <laughs> true too. very true oh my god yeah. um, i have like 10 more questions and we can wrap Perfect. Well, since I'm going to interject to some fun material that is topical and current. Go for since it. it. We're just talking about Freaky Deaky. It. It's Halloween today or tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and now it's time to talk about the top five thrillers on Netflix Ooh. as it is. Top five um, thrillers. You, you might have seen these. You might have not. Uh, but the top five are listed. And if you haven't, and these are thrillers, not horror films. So okay. we want to so suspense. Yeah. Um, the Stanford Prison Experience. Okay. Yo, that's crazy. Is it experience or experiment? Experiment. experiment. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I thought it was experiment. It's a new side project. The Stanford <laughs> it's like the B experience. movie version. <laughs> it's like the low budget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, bo- uh, a new f- from a new filmmaker from Australia who wrote it, starred in it, and um, directed it. It's called Boys in the Trees. Have Boys either of you guys trees. heard of it? I heard, I heard, I heard of Boys no, in the Hood. I saw, I saw a lot sure. of Boys in the Trees when, Ar- when uh, Autograph played Electric Forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a bunch of Boys in the Trees. <laughs> a bunch of book boys. Yeah. 
Definitely recommend that one. Then there is The Hateful Eight. If you haven't I have seen Tarantino's that. eighth film. Yeah, that was Ooh. great. If you haven't seen it, it is so much fun. Keeps you captivated all the way to the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. That's a and great one. finishes beautifully. And then, which is a nice transition into our next topic, is both Black Mirrors. If you I have love Black Mirrors. Yep, those are Phenomenal incredible. series. And then recently published The Mist, Ooh. which... Ooh. Is the is what it transitions into our next topic, which is the yeah. Go ahead and check on it, um, uh, which is these horror films and old movies being broken up into a series now. Um, so, are you familiar with the horror suspense, the mist, the movie? Um, so, is that a Stephen King thing? Yes. So, I, I feel like I've seen one called The Fog. Is it the? There's another one called like The Fog, but there is. Okay, so is The Mist a new movie? The The Mist, it came out in either 04, somewhere between 04 okay. and 08. Yeah, I've definitely seen it then. It's where like they're, they're holed up in that grocery store. Exactly. And like that mist rolls in and there's crazy like alien things or something killing people out there. Absolutely. Yeah, so this is, a good one. this is the adaptation where they broke it into a series, um, uh, 10 episodes. Okay. And so Worth the watch? Of, definitely worth the watch yeah, if right. you saw the movie the mist you're going to know all the plot points but right. how it maintains your interest is how it how it changes the story or with that with that longer form they're able to bro- expand on these character right. stories expand on the woman remember in the mist so there is a point where there's a religious um, uprising mm-hmm. in the store. Well, they have more. They have that two to three episodes where they can focus on that. That character development time. Char- like they can really build it up. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I have to check that out. In, in a world where um, all the blockbusters are either sequels of another movie or something that we've already seen just continued, do you think it's a healthy f- or healthy form for entertainment? Healthy is probably not the best word, but uh, a consumable form for entertainment where they can start breaking up our favorite movies into series, which we then, or is that cheap? I think that's the future, honestly, because some of the greatest movies you watch, you're just like, the disappointment is like, oh, I wish there was more. Like, I wish I could see more of that, right? And like, that's why I think television, or television, whatever, like series, you know, now are at their golden era. Like, Netflix is crushing it. Like, you can sit and binge watch, like, two, three seasons of some amazingly produced, like, television show that it feels like an endless movie. And I think that's, like, the future of where, like, that kind of content's going. Um, for the for the horror suspense uh, genre, was it The Walking Dead that first launched that, we're going to break it up over time so you can get engaged with this horror concept and the threat never ends. It yeah. just evolves and we get stronger. Yeah, that, was it the, one of the first ones? I, I don't would, know. I, I think, think so. I mean, that was like, that was back, like, that was before even like Netflix and any of that was a thing. It was like AMC. Yeah, that was that AMC, was like, right? I remember that was, I think, 2007, I think is when Walking Dead started. So it's been, they're like, that was like 10 years strong. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, nerd, basically. And I like yeah, Star Trek a lot. And Nerd. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a new Star Trek on CBS, I believe, called Star Trek Discovery, and it's fucking incredible. It's like so good. But it like it, this made me think of it because it's so well produced. Like the first episode, I got done watching, and I was like, that felt like a movie. Like that was a whole movie right there. It was like an hour long of like just 
insane craziness and it was like the second episode came was like that was another movie like that was crazy and i binge watched like the first six episodes and it just felt like this like super long like insanely well done movie and i love that i love that so if this concept is going to expand <coughs> let's change the genre to comedy what would be one of your favorite comedy movies that you would turn into a series mm. happy gilmore Happy Gilmore. That could be a good one. Or <coughs> Billy Madison. I, I loved 90s Adam Sandler The films. Adam Sandler franchise. All right. <laughs> I, I, I Happy Madison. Shout out Happy Madison. <laughs> Happy Madison Productions. I got to say, uh, this is a, a, a cult film, so I don't know how, how many people know about it, but Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Definitely. But. No, but Step Brothers is awesome. And the way that I uh, connect with films is if like something I love like has one element that I can connect to. I'm like, right. I love this. The John C. Riley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a G. <laughs> Guy's so funny. But yeah, uh, that that would I think that would make a really good series because you could really focus on uh, on like the development of of John C. Riley's character in that and like the, the spiral downward. Yeah, yeah, you could really expand <laughs> on that spiral and like make some really hilarious episodes. So, um, yeah, that would be a good one. Well, because everyone loves watching a train wreck. Of course, <laughs> right? Of course. That's why all these celebrities are going crazy because they're like, oh, what's going to get me more fans than this? Oh, if I just do some insane shit, I'm gonna shave my head bald and crash my Lambo. People pay attention then. Yeah, right. Grothy, you got a movie. Um, that you would turn into a series? Any movie. Any movie that would turn into a series. Um, man. Uh, I'm really into, like, movies that make you think. But I feel like that would lose the, the epicness <laughs> of the movie if you turned it into a series. Because I'm really into, like, like American Beauty. I love that movie. Like, The Matrix. Like, you know, all those kind of type Vanilla of Sky. Vanilla like Sky. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep. Um, that was intense, man. Very intense. Like, I just love oh. movies like that. Um I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm actually not much of a movie guy. Kevin is like Strange. super huge into them. He's super huge into movies. I like honestly, I don't watch TV. I'm always making music, and like I like replace that if I'm not making music on the computer. Then I'm just sitting like playing guitar, trying to learn Grateful Dead songs, <laughs> or listening to your friend's music. Going, yeah. Holy shit, he's so good. I need to make something better. Yeah, I, I literally like I don't play video games. I don't really watch TV at all. I'm literally just like always yeah. fucking working on music or like. Yeah, I've relegated my television time and movie time. Like I do enjoy it, but I relegate it to like after I'm gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like if my if I'm like getting ready to lay down and need to like physically rest, like that's when I allow myself to turn on the Netflix. But other than that, like I'm doing something, whether it's emailing or like scheduling or you know working on anything that can further what we're doing. You know. However, the one thing I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't <laughs> on the list. Was Stranger Things just came out. I have not started watching the second season We're about season to yet. binge it Yeah, hard. we're about to binge it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been busy packing because I'm moving into a new spot in the first of the month, so I haven't like had much time to really do anything besides that, but I, like, I'm like i super stoked for the second season. I binge-watched the entire first season. I never binge-watched anything, and I like sat down. It was like midnight. I started watching it, and I was just like eyes locked to the screen. I'm like, next episode, next episode. Oh, my God, it's incredible. And then I'm like, no, I have a whole other year to go now until the next one. <laughs> But I was like pacing, like oh god. Stranger Things is almost like music research because the soundtrack for that is so good. Oh yeah, it's just like those '80s vibes, like so oh they crush the soundtrack. And the on Duffer that. Brothers, just where they come from, those incredible paying homage to all those '80s films. Like yep. the more you watch, if you like rewatch it, you'll start to see all these things with like ET and like 
a bunch of like just like other 80s movies i'm just like this goonies is, like, vibes kind of yeah, like definitely oh definitely yeah. yeah having a full kids child cast which who are amazing actors like how did like how do they find those little gems like <laughs> right yeah so it's, good. it was it was like I'm just I'm just hoping that the second season lives up to the first one, which I'm sure I've heard it. Totally I've heard will. it does. I'm sure it totally will. I've, I've I love heard. how I have not heard any spoilers from it yet either. Nobody on any social media or any friends have ever told me anything about it yet. So I'm really stoked on that. So think okay. think <laughs> about artifacts. He's like, Don't tell me. Yeah, shit. I was like, well, the next topic is spoilers from Stranger Things season two. Our artifacts cracked me up the other night at Freaky Deaky. He was like, we were chilling in the green room, and he was like. Or it was the night before we were hanging out somewhere, and but before he played, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go home, guys. Uh, I can't party anymore. I gotta binge watch Stranger Things so I can yell spoilers on the microphone tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, "Someone would rush he the was, stage and kill you." He was waiting to say that all day. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, listening to your friends' music and being like, "Wow, that's awesome." Who's some big inspirations for you? Uh, mm. Tipper. Tipper. Tipper is, but, especially for my solo project, like Tipper is a huge. But friends, though? Oh, yeah. Like friends. Dave's, I'd like Dave to be a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Dave, wherever you are, if you're listening. Give me a call. No, friends, that, friends that inspire me, Chroma, Tyler Chroma, incredible producer. He's about to blow up. Um, so down. So down, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Shout out So down. He's a homie. Uh, Manic Focus, yeah. of course. He's incredible. Um, yeah, especially when we've, we've been. Uh, Sitting in the studio with him, yeah, quite a bit. We're got a been, collab coming up with, with Manic Focus. Up. Hopefully, that you know gets released eventually. Yeah. We'll see. And just sitting in the studio with him was really fun working with him. He's an incredible pianist. Like, I had no idea you could play like that. It was insane. Such, such a talented musician. Yeah. Like, you get a whole new perspective with those guys whenever you get to work with them because you only really see them on stage, like grooving, doing the DJ thing. But then when you get in the studio with them, you can really like like see their musical mm-hmm. like prowess and like how their mind works and it's yeah. like super fun other to other analyze. two um Kyrell and Banco <clears throat> oh yeah they uh they're they're both Chicago natives they've both moved out to but Denver they dipped on us yeah, they dipped on us <laughs> they're especially like I mean both of them with Colin his work ethic I have never seen anybody that works as hard on music as this kid he's just like about it all the time just like the amount of music that they've been coming out with, it's literally like, I feel like every day he just sends me a new song that he makes. I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. Every time Joe goes and hangs out with him, he comes back and is like, yo, check out all these new songs I made. Yeah, like I go out <laughs> there, I'll go up to Denver, I'll just make like three, four new songs. And it's just like, Homemade Spaceship as well, too. He's been killing it. Crushing, crushing. He is an incredibly good producer, guitar player, and just super humble dude. For he sure. He is about to blow up. He's, it's coming. He's yeah. doing a headliner uh, in like a week and a half in Denver. So if you're in Denver, he's playing at Cervantes' other side, homemade spaceship, not to miss. I'll be there. Come say hi. But um, I won't be. I'll be playing a, a little surprise quick back-to-back set November 10th with my buddy Chroma of The Truth and Joker Shut Show. It's not a surprise now. Not a surprise anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be up on stage for a bit playing some of my music. I'm playing at the end of the month as well, November or the end of next month, November 25th. Spades. Spades. Gotta check out Spades music. Guess Is who else we can Spades see music? at that November 10th show? You. Oh, yeah, are you live painting? Oh, hey. 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 I wish I was coming. Hey, that what's awesome. what's your? Uh, I was actually going to ask you this before. What's your uh, inspiration with your painting? Uh, trippy shit. Cosmo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> The obviously the music. Um, this all started in 2012. Just like going to shows and really, I stopped drinking in 2012 too. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I still felt really connected to the scene and like needed something to, you know, do to yeah. like if, if I'm focused and if I have like 
um, you know, a mission or whatever, um, I'm much less likely to like need something else to keep me busy. Um, so it grew out of that and it grew out of like trying to better myself, trying to like stay true to, you know, what I know is right and having lights at the show, like my friends would always come over and like it became a spot for us all to, you know, not be on that, you know, drinking, not be on right. that, you know. Right. That's respectable. That's super respectable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's there's, really, there's right. a lot of that. Yeah. And for, for us, it's a, it's like a, that. That's the the struggle is like knowing that you're at work and you're not at a party. Like when you're going there to, to be a part of the show, like everyone there is depending on you. So you can't just go get get screwed up and like drink a bunch and get right. hammered or whatever. Like you have to stay with yeah. it. And, and you don't really need the, feel the need to, you know, because you're yeah. fulfilling yourself in a much deeper way. So you don't much, necessarily. Much right. It's the greatest high you can get playing music or performing in any way. I'll have, like, one or two drinks before I go up on stage just to, like... I mean, I don't really get stage fried at all anymore. I used to when I was Just to get loose. I just like to get loose, you know. It, like, (laughs) helps me, like, get a little more... uh, Sometimes when I play guitar, I get really into... uh, I, like, box myself in sometimes and, like, think of, like, the same shapes a lot. But I'll, like, have a couple drinks and I'll, like, you know, loosen up a bit, start doing some weird stuff, try try some (laughs) different stuff. But, yeah, I, like... Um, it's music first and foremost for me when I go up on stage I like s- some people I know they'll just go like hammered before they play and I'm like and they like still pull it off like amazing I'm like how did you just do that <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> they don't pull it off yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the yeah. question is how many times can you roll the dice like that yeah. right. and continue mm-hmm. to pull it off and it's how your many... reputation at risk right yeah yeah, yeah. I mean like even um. like in the 80s like think bands like Megadeth Metallica <laughs> they were getting they were like killing bottles and like going up on stage and like playing like I mean, but you've seen like videos of Guns N' Roses right. and just Slash just completely just <laughs> like butchering a solo. Like, yeah. I've definitely seen some local bands here in Chicago, no, no names to be mentioned, but like some just seeing you know, guys playing rock clubs where the guitarist is just so hammered they can't even stand up and like falling over their monitors yeah. and shit. It's like not a good look. Rockstar no. lifestyle. Rockstar. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's something that I I definitely think most people don't get is that there's a lot of responsibility to what we do, and I think a lot of people see that we're on stage and we're at parties and we're having fun, and we do we do have fun, but like to, how dare you to do this to do this you make a lot of sacrifices in life like it's it's not a normal path and you don't no, get the comforts not. that a lot of people have like we're on the road a lot we travel a lot and like we miss out on a lot of things like i'm far away from my family all the time and like you miss out on you know lovers and like friends and family and like all these yeah. things that you have to give up to be able to you know live this crazy life so yeah keep that in mind people <laughs> you know? yeah my my uh my grandma has a really cool lake house in wisconsin my my cousins, my sister, brother-in-law go up there all the time every weekend. It's super fun. I used to go up there a bunch, but like I have not been able to go up there once this year yet because literally I'm either I'm just like playing shows all the time or just like just doing whatever and like I just yeah it's like hard to have time to do those things you know. But it's it's that, that sacrifice. But like music is like I would not be the person I am if I was not constantly making and playing music. Like I, it's like literally my medicine. We I, do this because we have to. Yeah, I literally it's have not to an do option. it. I like, like it is like I would I think I would go crazy if I wasn't constantly playing and making music. Like I know I wouldn't be happy in no, my life if no. I wasn't doing it's this. It's literally so. my like my antidepressant. It's my anti anxiety pill. Like I'm sure you feel the same about painting. Like what would you do if you couldn't paint anymore? Oh god. You'd move <laughs> move across the country. You'd That's explode what you'd do. with you. You'd explode. Yeah, it's true. I don't know if you can oh, see wow. this at home. Folks. Yeah, I got in a pretty crazy car accident. <laughs> Are you okay? Uh-huh. Bent my phone. Uh, 
Yeah. His Any phone's in way worse shape. Damage. Um, I did mess up my foot quite a bit, but I'm I'm okay now. Cars are. Okay. Car's not okay. <laughs> okay, but that can get fixed. It's more important that you're okay. Yeah. Well, the no, cell phone's kind of an extension of your brain, so you had some pretty extensive brain damage. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good Traumatic word. brain injuries are no joke. Like, no. if you got concussed at all, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was, it was crazy because it wasn't that bad of an accident, mm-hmm. but it looked like my car, the front end, just like, like well, completely smashing, but like I was fine. Like, I got out of the car. The only reason my foot was hurt is because I was slamming on the brake and then the impact, like, like jerked my foot mm-hmm. back and kind of messed up. But no, I'm I'm here. I'm alive. I'm fine. I'm I'm carless, which is actually kind of a good thing in Chicago. Yeah. It's a can be. It is a really big burden having a car sometimes. Oh, those orange envelopes! Definitely. I have oh, no idea. What you're I hate just about. got one of those the other day. Oh my I see God. pumpkins. I'm pissed off. I you bought <laughs> it from like three blocks uh, down. You're like, I see it. Question: <laughs> What what happens it. when you get a ticket in a rental car? Do you have to pay that shit? They yes. find you. Yes, you they'll do. find oh, me yeah. for sure. Can I dice it? Can I dice this shit? Just be like. They charge you They charge you your car the exact amount and then they send you an invoice yeah. a month later telling you what so it was it's for. It's just like you paying it, you know. Yeah. Right, so I should you just end let up them paying. handle it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Handle it. Right. Right. yeah. Yeah, you'll be cool. fine. Thanks, Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Enterprise. Shout out Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> this ticket sponsored by Enterprise. Yeah, right. Oh, man. That's hilarious. So what do you what do you think of LaCroix. LaCroix. It's it's non-sugary water. Um, They're weird. And it's carbonated, like them, you know. I don't like them. Everyone I'm, loves them, and I'm just like, yeah. this interview is brought to you by LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> they have been featured in a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, th- yeah, uh, it's good. I like it. It feels like a dessert for your mouth if you like things that are carbonated. Really? <laughs> this one's actually but really But you good. don't like the sugar. Let me try it. Yeah. I haven't had one in a while. It tastes really good. They're good. They're fun. I like how it's called... It, burns. it really burns the palate on a the way in. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kicks you in the teeth. It's, it's because these things have like a really low pH level, I've heard. That's like good. A, it's good to keep your body alkaline. No, no, no. You want a high pH level for alkaline. What? Ah, that damn. Too? Oh, it's reversed. So they're super it's acidic. These are super acidic. Okay. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, it burned my mm-hmm. throat on the way mm-hmm. in. Oh. But you'll live. You could probably you'll melt live. a penny yeah. in that. That's why we've got <laughs> bottles of water. Uh-huh. And you could melt a penny like Mountain Dew. No, that's Coca Cola. That's Coke, yeah, dude. Yeah. Coke. But I think it takes a, like a week or something. I don't it's think still crazy that it can do that. That's pretty it's wild. wild. Everyone complains about the sugar tax. I'm like, yo, drink. I'm like, water. stop drinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> bottle of water tax, deal. too, though. It's like 12%. Oh, you're right. That's yeah. true. Crook County. Crook County. <laughs> Shout out Chicago and your Man. crooked ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's worth it. We apparently put up with it. You know, the orange envelopes, the insane traffic at every hour of the day you're like i'm like but, going into the city it's so the, the biggest thing about traveling that i hate and why i love chicago so much is like i love food and yep. i eat at weird hours and this is the spot for that you can get food whenever you want in chicago you, you go places other places in the u.s like everything closes at like 9 p.m and it's mm-hmm. like it's your choice between arby's or <laughs> mcdonald's i have and it's just like i mean so, sometimes there's there's some cities you pass through and you like Luckily, we'll find like a place that's decent and like open late. Like in for the Chicago, most part. in Chicago, you could get like a duck taco and a roll of sushi delivered to your door at like, like five o'clock in the morning. It's insane. It's there's there's so it's many crazy. food options late in Chicago. Late night sushi, grab yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> There's seriously so many food options in Chicago. Me and my girlfriend contemplated making a wheel so that we could spin because we we're like we don't know where to go. There's way too many places that we just spin a wheel. Like, what would be on that wheel? Ooh. I'm gonna hit this camera, but go for it. The, my f- Chicago food wheel would consist of the bad apple, 
This place is dank. Ramen san. Ramen san. Uh, oh, Gayukaku. Gayukaku. <sighs> High five ramen. For um, sure. It would definitely uh, consist of Haymarket Brewery in, uh, you know, on Randolph Street. That's oh, a good one. Fountainhead up by Fountainhead. on Montrose. That place is really good. Um, Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you got to have like yeah. one of those Taco in there. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the one that serves alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah, the cantina. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect. It's right across from Emporium, so you go play some video games and get drunk at Taco Bell. It's like a kid's dream. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I just learned about it's that so like good. two months ago. It's so cool. St- still haven't gone. This is a good time. Yeah. Awesome. El Taco Velos. That's my that's my taco oh, spot. El Burrito Rapido. Yeah. <laughs> El Burrito Rapido. I like. I love the. Uh, so good. Yeah. It was, the, you said that I cannot do much. that to save my life. I've never been able to. Do it. Come on, try. Give it a attempt. Because you can't, you first can't say what to tango. Because the tango burrito. Bur- el burrito. There you there go. There you go. <laughs> burrito. Try it in there. It is. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I've been working at it. <laughs> that tango brat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who is. Love, 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 love. You got it. Thanks. You got it under control. <laughs> who have been some of your favorite acts to tour with? Ooh. Ooh, there's a bunch of those. Or They're maybe fun. can it can it be extended just playing shows with yeah. like one off? Yeah. Um, always a good time with artifacts. Artifacts, Uncle Gary, we love you. Uncle Gary. Um, some others. Um, Man- Manic Focus, yeah. of course. Like, what are some other like really fun shows that we played or toured? Uh, Marvel Years. With, Marvel yeah, Years is always a say, hit. I saw you played with Marvel Years. That was tight. We I played with him a, several times. Yeah, just played with him in Lansing last week. That was that was a fun show. Yeah, the that was loft. a good one. That was a, that was a cool venue. Um, God, who else? Like, so many people. I don't know. We just have so many friends across this whole scene. It's hard to nail it down because, like, everywhere we go, it's like, oh, shit, this is like a family reunion. <laughs> oh, that, that show with uh, Charlie Tuna. Oh, that was really fun. The Funk Hunters and Charlie yeah, Tuna. Yeah, that was. That that was Funk Hunters. I'm hearing yeah. everywhere, man. Yeah, they're like, dope. They're killing it. That's wild. They, like, divide and conquer, too. Like, they'll. There's two of them, and I think like they'll each go play shows mm-hmm. in different places. Which uh, shout cool. out Canada! Yeah, shout out Canada, <laughs> eh? Eh? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we have like maybe one okay. last question, two last questions, then we can wrap. Thank you so much cool. for coming. Of course. Oh my God, yeah. we've had Thanks a blast. Us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sorry, Kevin couldn't be here. Oh, he would no have had worries. a lot to add as well. Yeah, but this is we'll have you on again. Make yeah. it a. I would love to. Right? Second episode. Yeah, volume two. Um, so uh, <laughs> Forbes recently produced a list of the most or top earning dead celebrities for the top three spots like their estates like how much like their estates are currently worth Mm. uh that generated revenues from their activity while they are alive today so the the businesses that they started whether that's performers um clothing lines Mm -hmm. drinks anything that that pays out to their estates steve jobs anyway okay that's (laughs) fine um for top three. Wait, this celebrities or perf- these are dead celebrities? Are any of them artists? Uh, in the top three, mm-hmm. one of them was a musical. Michael Jackson, Elvis, or Michael Jackson. Elvis or Michael Jackson. Okay, was it? Uh, yeah, definitely. What place do you think he was in? Third. Okay. Wait, who? Which one? It was Michael Jackson or Elvis? Um, it was Michael Jackson. Yeah, okay, he's third, and he's Steve in Jobs one of one. the top three. And then there's, uh, can I give you a hint? Sure, there's an yeah. athlete who passed away. Ooh, Ooh, who passed away? Oh man, um, it's... Bruce Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's where you Wait, 
that I wanted to touch Edit that on. part out. No. <laughs> no, this is legit. I saw a post of yours recently that was asking for informed information about like trans. Oh, yeah. I get myself into trouble on yeah. social media all the time. I, what prompted that? Uh, I don't know. Curiosity? Curiosity. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about it, and I see a lot of um, arguments on both sides, and I don't really know what to believe. I'm not claiming to be informed on the subject at all. I, I really don't know what the science is behind it, but I'm just asking people's... I wanted. I didn't want people's opinions. I wanted people that actually know what they're talking about to like give me some links to shit that I could look at, you know, and like understand more about the transsexual. It's, yeah, it's definitely like stuff. A, a you know a new uh, sort of like social. We were actually talking about this yesterday. It's like a. It was like a. It's just like a new like social kind of. I don't want to call it like phenomenon. It's more of a. It's a. It's a social. Uh, what's that word? Uh, like a movement almost. Yeah, social kinda. movement. You it's, know, like, it's like I, a I don't know. culture, it's, like turn of the century sort of thing. And it's just like it's new and it's it's hard to... A lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, really. a lot of people don't know about it. It's, it's good to be informed about it yeah. and like the way that, you know... Right, and I, I get I get myself into trouble because like I get on I got I made that post and then I in the comments I started like got, things got a little opinionated and it's like regardless of what my opinions on the science of it all is it's like my beliefs at the core of it is that everyone should be able to live their life as long as you're not harming another person like live your life how you want to live your life and no one should bother you for that but yeah. um and everyone should be accepted right in every way possible but i just want to understand the science of it like i don't know if like my question is like how many people are just like saying that they feel some way and it's just a feeling and it really has no biological implications um or if how much it is actually biological and like because i don't know i've never seen like a person with both genitalia before yeah i mean it's in other cultures there's definitely like in um i believe in Native American culture. And, uh, like, some some Asian cultures. There's a. It's called the fiapa fine. It's like a third. Uh, third gender. Third gender almost. They're mostly male, but they like play all the women roles, and they're a lot of them are like very like short, small, like kind of riddle. Right. It's in- interesting. There's, so it's, it's. I mean, the Western culture <clears throat> is its own thing, and it's very you're this or you're that. You're a Republican or you're Democrat or you know you, you believe in God or you don't at all. And it's just like everything is very like you're on this side of the fence or that, and people love to just like. Pounce. are you yeah. <laughs> and just like i feel this way and like people like don't like other people's opinions and like people need to understand like it's okay if you think this way and like as long as like you aren't like fucking everyone else up with the way that you think and like your opinions can right. be your opinions that's fine Why, what happened to the time when people could disagree like respectfully disagree like i don't have to believe everything you believe in. you have to believe everything i believe and i don't have to hate you for it like what but i feel like with the internet now there's no phys- there's no like personal connection like when i'm sitting here with you guys i'm looking you in the eyes i'm not gonna say something like fuck you go kill yourself like well because i would feel terrible because i would see that it hurts you in person but you but can like, type that so you easy. type it it's so easy <laughs> you, you just send it and it's gone and you're like yeah fuck that dude i feel better <laughs> yeah i feel better now because he knows that he can go fuck himself now and it's like but you don't have to look them in the face and know that like that hurt them or like that's not a good thing to say to someone like i don't know i think the internet is kind of making us cold in that way um so i think we should bring it back to a personal level here and by having podcasts yeah yeah, yeah. Like absolutely exactly. participating in so conversation number, number two um, yeah number two I've, I've been trying to think about it's it's tough it's, it's an athlete yeah it's an athlete um, oh that's what we we're talking yeah about. do you know um, when he died definitely am i allowed to play definitely mm-hmm. muhammad ali <laughs> 
Okay. Mm, that's and a, that's no, a, but good guess. That's a good guess. That's a solid okay. guess. Think solid of guess. people who found ways to merchandise their... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was thinking like Michael Jordan, but obviously he's not dead. Um, it's not something like Jordan. that. Um, uh, can I help a little... One more hint? Yeah. The sport was golfing. Oh, oh okay. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yep. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> and now... That makes sense. The third was... A, and I'll, I'll share the rankings of and their generated revenues from last year. But um, the third one was an artist, um, but uh, 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 an illustrator, okay. if we can Walt say Disney. that. Sorry? Walt, Walt Disney? Disney? Ooh, that's another good one. But how he, is he not number he one? Yeah, how is he not right? Because they restructured his estate yeah. to generate to be a lasting corporation, mm. and so when he monetized yeah, his platform or who he was, he, he put it all into what was existing. Into Disney, and basically. he had already carved out enough for himself for what his family. What a guy! But um, what a gay. but uh, shout out Walt Disney. <laughs> I'll, I'll just kind of give this one in the sake of time. It was Charles Short Schultz. Who did? Shorts. Exactly. Shorts. Shorts. Um, the gentleman who created Peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah, okay. Peanuts. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, so they're the generated revenues f- created stated by... Peanuts? Yeah. Or like, discovered. Like, like Peanuts, like Charlie Brown. Yeah, created... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, True Peanuts. How, are you thinking biologically engineered Carver? Peanuts? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's insane. <laughs> I thought those were natural. <laughs> I could have sworn. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Oh See, that, that's that's uh, the, the generation gap. See, you get an old man like me that used to look at the oh, funnies back yeah, in the day. Yeah, you're <laughs> such an old man, Joe. So, uh, so for what, thanks to Forbes, it was posted that Charles Schwartz took spot number three at $38 million over okay. 2016. Um, Arnold Palmer at $40 million. $40 million just in the year 2016? Just in wow, the year of 2016. They can send me some of that. Lemonade. I could use it. Yeah, lemonade and iced, iced teas. His <laughs> is that, is that like what it's all from? This? And his clothing line. He had oh. a, elderly, uh, a golfer swag. Elderly clothing swag. Line. Old, old white Golfer people are swag. going ham on the Arnold Palmer. It's forty million. <laughs> forty million. And then Michael Jackson at seventy-five million, whopping thirty-five million gap. Um, and it had to do with his. He bought the rights of the Beatles songs, right? Didn't he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where do it. did he Genius. did that? And then his he did a Halloween episode, um, which last year between. Uh, well, they had gener- just his Halloween special that they mm-hmm. just released last year, and then it hit again this year. Um, was a, a big portion of those, uh, wow. uh, along with hologram performances. Oh yeah, <laughs> how many of those have they done? That I'm not sure. That I don't have the number hologram. on. But 75 million, which raises the question, and this is post. Um, what what type? What can it be said from the accomplishment of? Living a life where you're still generating a whopping income after you pass away. Doing oh, something that no one else has done. Like Michael Jackson was the first of his kind. As, that's speaking from a musical standpoint. The Arnold Palmer thing, that's, I say that's a little bit of luck. Yeah. I mean, I guess no one else had mixed with <laughs> Eric, well, how lucky he was, was like, that lemonade? Ice he's like, tea this pour. cools me off when I golf. I don't know. I think um, it could be worth forty mil one day. You said yeah. you said the, the the peanuts guy was number three. Number three. Charles. I mean, thirty eight million. He yeah. Kind of special after special after special, and plus yeah. every merchandise is still right. tied so to the his great name. Pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. yeah and for sure. I mean, I'm sure he kind of paved the way. I'm, I'm not too keen on the topic of uh, of like comics, but I'm sure that he kind of like within like newspapers. I'm sure he was like one of the first people to ever do that. So that's kind of yeah. 
It, for it, for it, me, it's it's less about the monetary implication. Mm-hmm. Like money's cool and all, and I'm sure it's like helping their families, and it's great. I, of course, everyone wants to have money, but like for me, it's about like legacy, and I think there's something really special about that. Like, in for for my part in this world, at least already, like I know that when I die, regardless of how popular this ever becomes or like how many fans we get or whatever, I know that I've created something that's larger than myself. And that, you know, I've left something here. Mm -hmm. So if I were to die tomorrow, like, I've still put out hours and hours of music that's on the internet now forever. And as long as there's servers and power, like, that lives on. And hopefully soon we can print some vinyl. And that will live on even beyond the internet. And, like, that to me is the important part. It's, like, what you leave here and what you contribute to humanity and the culture and, and, you know, just what what you can do for the world. Yeah. I, uh... Under my, my old moniker, Terrazega, I released a song called Don't Stop. And um, it got pretty, you know, it went around the internet. It got pretty popular, nothing insane. But, you know, probably at this point, it was like close to a million plays on it. Um, but I saw this video that this kid posted on YouTube. And he basically, like, told a story about, like, how that song, like, literally, like, stopped him. He was contemplating suicide. And that song, like, stopped him from, like, thinking about committing suicide for whatever reason. But like I feel like that right there, like that is why I make music, and that's the important thing right there. I literally like changed a person's perception about their life through art, and it like I feel like that's the most important thing. And like I feel like you know all those other people have done that in some capacity as well. Definitely, I I for Loki, I've experienced that a little bit. Like um, it's not something that's like super common because we're not super popular yet but like with the little following we've had we've definitely gotten some messages from people that really touched me that are like you know like i was going through a really hard time these past few months like my dad's got cancer or like this is going on and like i lost my mom or whatever and like your music like got me through it like that those kind of messages i mean it's everything's worth it like every sacrifice every like lost dollar and like every time I had to eat ramen noodles <laughs> instead of like going out to eat you know it's like that's worth it because like if we can pull someone else another human like through a hard time then that's everything that's like why we do this it's what music is so it's, it's to boost your energy bring your vibe to another level you mm-hmm. know so to be able to do that is rewarding enough in itself I think yeah I feel like Michael Jackson's like number one on the list definitely because of that like he oh for sure he changed so many people's lives he was such a monumental artist and, and will for years to come yeah. that's what's crazy about music is long after he's dead like those messages that we get it's great that we can enjoy that now and in the, in the time and, and know that we're helping people but at, years after he's gone like he's going to be changing millions of people's lives and like how can anything else do that you know like besides building something bigger than your life you know yeah, there's like a there's like a something that like exists in the ether of like being able to create uh, something that it's it's almost like otherworldly when you can like very few artists have ever like touched that ability, but there's some that do, and you feel it. Everyone knows, like every, like like artists like I mean like the Beatles, Elvis, like everyone just knows like what they did is like where did that come from? How they do it? And it's just like like the Grateful Dead is just like okay, they, they definitely touch on this something that, like, it, it's it's outside of its time. Like, a lot of things, like, in the 60s even, like, you can hear that, you can appreciate it, and listen, like, okay, I get what that was. I, I understand, like, what it was. Like, that's a psychedelic sound. And, like, but then there's, like, things that just live on or outside of its time. Like, you could still listen it, to a Grateful Dead song, and it's, like, it doesn't matter if it's 2017 or, you know, like, when it was originally made. It's still, like... It's still beautiful. It's, it's still, still relevant. pertinent, yeah. Like, I think there's creating and then there's copying 
And I think right now we're in an era where music is so saturated, it's so prevalent everywhere that like people are doing a lot of copying. It's a lot of, you know, and we're guilty of it too. I mean, just as much as anyone, but like you hear a sound or a vibe and you're like, yeah, I want to make something like that. And then you do, and maybe it's new and different in your own, but it's still like, you're still modeling it after something. Mm-hmm. But then once in a great while, it comes along and act like the Grateful Dead or Michael Jackson or that are just tapping into this thing that is non-existent yet that like they're bringing something from another realm into this world that you know this world hasn't seen yet yeah. and if you've if you ever heard about the holographic model at all it's like the holographic model of the universe it's like this scientific theory that's um that the world is a hologram but it's kind of super complicated look into it. i'm not going to get into it now it's like a five-hour discussion right there but it's basically the main principle is that there's two uh, orders to reality there's the explicit order which is what we see and experience like reality as we know it tangible things and then there's the implicit order which is this infinite sea of everything that ever can be or will be that we're sitting on top of and I think what art is and creativity is just dipping into that pool somehow like finding a channel between the explicit and the implicit and reaching in and just pulling that information out. And I think that's what acts like some of the great acts of all time do. They like find that thing that hasn't been pulled out yet and they go, Oh yeah, that, and they bring it into reality and everyone goes, Oh shit, what's that? That's crazy. And like, but the artist gets to experience it in the same way. They get to go, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah, kind of definitely there's, there's times where you make a song and you just know when you make your like, yeah, yeah, this is it. That's like fresh. you can just feel it. It's just like you can listen to it a million times. You're still like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. This is it. Yeah. But I could be real with you. I honestly don't listen to a whole lot of electronic music for the purpose that I don't want to try and copy. I feel like I, you like subconsciously grab onto things if you hear that you like and like. It actually, happened. Ended up having with Zomboy and Skrillex, where Zomboy heard a song that Skrillex made. They heard it like live. It was like at a, you know, it was like going around the internet like live things of this new song and then he like subconsciously created that song in his head which is very impressive to do but there's this whole like discrepancy like oh my god Zomboy completely ripped off Skrillex but Zomboy released the song first before Skrillex came out with it but there's like no Skrillex originally dropped it here and like there's this whole thing and like but it's like I try to kind of remove myself from it I understand the the like how to make it but I like will will listen to other things for inspiration like and I pull in that to create what I hear. And Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You guys have blessed us. Sorry. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'm out of... Uh, you're we've good? covered everything. I have one final <laughs> series. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's quick. Like, your first answer, first thing that comes to mind um, of, like, who's killing it in the industry right now? So, uh, best promotional team. Whew. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Best promotional team. I'd say like all good. They're killing it. Well, is as that a, kind of promotion? Do you mean like a do you mean like a a collective label type yeah. thing or like a promotion right. company Let's like Silver Rapper? Okay. I, I I did mean like a promotion company. Like a promotion company. company. Oh, okay, so, okay. Here, but both of those are interesting questions. All right, we're gonna start this over again. Mm, okay. Um you can also give different answers if you want. Um we should do that to cover more ground. <laughs> all right. So best promotional company. Okay, so I'm, we're from the Midwest, so I'll stick to the Midwest because there's people all over the world, obviously. But um, Silver Rapper right now is really tearing it up. I feel like like they're like they've got two major festivals that they're heading up, and like they're holding down the scene here in Chicago like really well. So you gotta give a shout out to them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
outside of Chicago. Like I, we mentioned already, the Twin Cities dubstep guys and Bruce City, City Bass, Bass that's what, of that course. Mine, yep. um, yeah, I mean, that's that, I mean, there's so many more that I would love to mention. But yeah, those guys are, all of those guys are really crushing right now. So quality, uh, best label. All good, I think, yeah. Say all good is killing it. Um, Tipper and Friends, is that considered a label? I think all that music coming out there, like Detox Unit. Uh, yeah. Charles the First, all that music is just like Charles the what? First. I just yeah. heard today. Oh really? For the like, first time? Uh, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, all that music. Well, uh, Jade Cicada, like w- just Wakan, Wakan mm-hmm. music, like Space Jesus and Liquid Stranger. Those yes. Guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're doing they're doing big things. Awesome. Best lights. Ooh. Humphreys McGee's lighting guy, hands down, in my opinion, that is, he just... PL, like, though, Pretty Lights is pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And Mo, Mo is, like, killing the game, at least at summer camp when I've seen him there. Yeah, I wonder what their future is going to be. I don't know. Be interesting to see. Oh, yeah, after all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but the homies, like Matt City Lights, they crush. Yeah. Um, Antic Studios, those guys crush. I don't know. Yeah, so I, just, I just met him in uh, Denver the other week. I yeah. I talked with him. He did the... All the lighting video for uh, Sodown at Cervantes. Oh, and pin shows up in, like, I think they're in South Dakota, pin shows. They mm-hmm. do, uh, like, little tour stuff over there. They, they bring out some pretty big names. Um, but, yeah, they they were helping us out at uh, Electric Forest with Matt City Lights. We did the lighting and stuff as well and brought in Matt City Lights, and he, he brought in um, his buddies from pin shows, and they helped out. So they're killing it, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's more. All right. <laughs> oh Chandler can't what about, forget Chandler what about like best like act right now that's another that's a Ooh. big one Who's best the... touring act currently touring Tipper I don't know if he's touring anymore I would say I think G. Jones is killing it right now his come up has been amazing he is just like taking <clears throat> taking the game over for sure um, this is probably cliche but uh, I saw Pretty Lights in the Red Barn at summer camp this year and it literally changed my life. Like, Pretty Lights changed my life a long time ago. Like, whenever he first started coming out with shit, like, it's literally part of the reason I got into this. But um, seeing him with the live band in the Red Barn at my favorite festival of all time um, and, like, experiencing that was, it was crazy because they're honing in on, like, a new level of live electronic music. Like, I got to be real. If you haven't seen the Pretty Lights live band, make time to go. They're doing these, like, live flips where like they go from doing like heavy like electronic drops that you know is coming off of Derek Derek's computer, but then it flips into like a live jam band, and there's no backing track. They're just it's like Deitch on the drums and Borum on the keys and like PL on like the analog synths and stuff, and and it's just insanely seamless. And like you can tell they've rehearsed the shit out of it, paving the way for the uh, the future the of future. electronic music. I mean. Like for, at least at least for that that style and like our music. style of music mm-hmm. like what Loki does is like this live thing and like I look up to that so much it kind of broke my heart when I saw it because I was like they just did what I've been trying to accomplish and <laughs> it's like I'm never gonna be that good ever like yeah so that's probably one of my favorite live shows that I've seen recently was that tight awesome I'm like so happy about this podcast thank you so much for yeah, coming thank out thank you that's it's a cool. thank you for thank you for doing this Wanna guys close this it? is so if you've enjoyed what you've heard uh, just in our discussion, you're going to love their music. Low-key, you got to check them out, L-W-K-Y. Um, you can find them very easily. Their SEO performance is 
the best. And if you want to see them, uh, their upcoming shows is November 2nd in the Quad Cities. 22nd. November, November 22nd. Um, Digital Notation. Uh, check them out on any of the social media platforms. It shouldn't be hard to find tickets right now. Uh, but from what we hear, how are they doing? Going pretty uh, quick, they're, right? They're going to go quick for sure. Uh, it's going to sell out. probably going to sell out. Blackout one. And that's with Artifacts. <laughs> if you guys like Artifacts, he's a headliner for that. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Blackout Wednesday is going to be crazy. So drive safely. Come with a buddy. Make plans. Get, get hotels. Have a great time. And uh, can't. The next show is coming up. It's at Otherworld, December 7th, right? I believe it is December 7th. Uh, we play on maybe the 8th on Saturday. But, um, yeah, it's a couple 7th through the 10th, I think the days are. So get your tickets and have a great time. That's and then Pheasant Run Resort. It's going to be pretty cool. It's a hotel party, so get a hotel room. That'll be nice. Vibes. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. And then uh, for the people that are listening, how can they find you? And how do you want them to... What what? How can they find you first? So we are on pretty much every social media possible. Anywhere you can find music, you can find our music. Uh, if you want to search us on socials, it's at LWKY Music, uh, pretty much across the board. Um, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, iTunes, all that. Um, so you can find us pretty much anywhere. LWKY Music, Google us, and LWKYMusic.com if you're a website person. Definitely. Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic podcast. Thank you guys for coming on. We're going to have you on again in the future. Um, again, just a shout out. We have Zach Harper here, Joe Grothy, and in spirit, Kevin. Is it Kevin Mose? Yeah. Mose. Yeah. Great. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Regina, aka O Reggie, aka the livest He's of live really painters. Really pushing that. <laughs> 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 aka, aka. No. And uh, this is Scott, the producer. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for having me.